What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I am reacting to this game. I'm sorry I missed the previous two. I promise you I wasn't running away from the losses. I wish I could have been there to talk you folks off the ledge. But St. John's gets a much-needed win, 90-77 to against the hated Hoyas. Uh, the medicine this team needed was, uh, you know, the now still winless Georgetown Hoyas who were really struggling. Um, after surprisingly winning the Big East Tournament last year, they are back to the basement. And um, St. John's took advantage of that. <clears throat> they control from start to finish. They were up by as many as 24 points. Lead got uh, dwindled down to, I think, 11 with a few minutes left. They put the foot back on the gas pedal and uh, finished them off. But we were in control. And it was a step back in the right direction. Hopefully it's not too little too late. We still have... A lot of games left, but <clears throat> unfortunately, we have dug ourselves quite a hole. And a lot of teams have took advantage and have, you know, started climbing their, their teams up to a point where they're almost solid tournament teams. Uh, Marquette and Providence, especially. And their past solid tournament teams, they have um, climbed up to top 15 uh, perennial Sweet 16 contenders. And uh, the Big East is chock full of um, really good teams and St. John's has found itself in a position where it has to take advantage of pretty much every opportunity it has the rest of the season. Uh, is it impossible? No. Is it likely? No. Uh, both no. But I'm going to be there each step of the way cheering them on and I think when it comes down to it every team they face they have a chance to win. So uh, I'm, I'll be excited uh, and I'll be eager to watch them. Uh, each game. Today, we saw some uh, good signs. Champ finally saw some shots fall, fall through the hoop. Um, he finished with 27 points, five rebounds, four assists, um, six threes, six for 12, I will say. Um, I don't think these shots were much different than the shots he had been getting during this four-game stretch. You know, maybe he had a little bit more energy. Maybe Georgetown's not the best defensive team, but a lot of these shots were three-pointers or deep twos or jump shots that were uh, guarded pretty well, and tonight he was feeling it. So I'm not sure what that tells you. I'm just saying I'm never surprised when he has a cold shooting night or a really hot shooting night because they're always the same shots. And I don't find them to be particularly uh, good shots for the average player, but he's proven uh, he can make them. Um, in those last four games, people are questioning, you know, what's gotten into him, uh, what's going on. I think it's more of a slump than anything else, although against Providence there was a few times where he looked like he was hesitating. And uh, Champ, as good as he is, and basketball players as good as they are, they do – have uh, mental lapses and confidence uh, wanes from time to time, and it's it's part of being a basketball player. And Champagny was uh, able to finally get going <coughs> um, for our sake because we need him. We need him to score baskets. And tonight we got uh, contributions from a, a handful of guys, but he, he really led the way. Um, aside from him, we had four other players in double figures. Soriano was second on the team with 14 points and nine rebounds. He continues to improve throughout the season, especially on the offensive end. Um, he's getting more and more confident. <clears throat> he had that one real nifty play today where he he led the break, got the got the ball around half court and led the outlet to, to Posh, who, who then had a nifty uh, almost tip pass back to Soriano, who ran the floor and for a nice dunk. Um, he was six for six today, two for three from the line. Um, did have four blocks as well and zero turnovers. So the offensive end and the blocks, the, the defensive presence at the rim is is something that's uh, really shown signs of life as the season progress, progresses and hopefully continues to do so. Defensively, um, I think we ask him to do too much still. Switching on the perimeter 
uh, he gets beat a lot. And in the second half stretches where Georgetown was able to create some momentum and one was able to close the gap as, you know, as little of a threat as it may have been, it was when their guards were attacking and they were being able to get in the paint off switches. Um, and that happened a handful of times. Tonight, his offensive production, his blocks offset that completely. But against good teams, they're taking advantage of that. Um, Wheeler, another good game for him. 13 points, 4 rebounds. He's getting more more and more confident, especially around the rim, knowing that he can fill some gaps, catch some uh, baskets around the paint and finish with dunks. The three tonight wasn't there, one for five, but I thought all the shots he took were good looks, and they're starting to really respect him out there, and that's opening things up for everyone else. Posh, 10 points, seven rebounds, six assists, four steals, three more offensive rebounds. Might have got his hands on a couple more tips. Five for nine from the field, didn't take a three. Just an overall super efficient game, and uh, he didn't score as much as he, as he did against Providence. We, need, we didn't need him to do that. Uh, he was an overall great floor leader, led the charge, got guys easy baskets, and um, had a good overall game. I will say he was getting beat on the press um, defensively at the point of attack a little bit too much tonight. Uh, that goes for pretty much all our guards defensively. When we were looking bad on defense, it's because we're letting guys just just fly by us. And if they're flying by us at the head of the at the press, they're getting a you know a head start, pretty much a sprinter start on a four on three advantage. So we got to do a better job there, not taking so many risks. Ninety to seventy sevens at a lot of points. We we have the third highest uh, you know rate pace of play in the in the country. Um, so no surprise there. And then Wu Su, my man, finished eleven points, three rebounds, three assists. Uh, four for 10 from the field, one for four from three. I thought maybe one or two of those threes, he was eyeing them down, didn't need to take those. The first one he got, took in the game was completely in rhythm, switched it. Uh, when he's got his feet set and in rhythm, he is proven to be a, a reliable three-point shooter. Uh, did, did a good job tonight facilitating two. Uh, didn't, I don't think he held onto the ball as long as he has been during this, this uh, stretch of, you know, lower than play than we had seen him before. I'm not going to call it terrible. I know some guys were really, really getting on him. Uh, I think he still brings a lot to the table. If the one thing he can't do is finish around the rim, I'm I'm not worried about that as much as I would be if I could say he can't shoot or he can't pass or he can't rebound or he can't play defense. He's struggling around the rim. A lot of that is mentally. A lot of that is he's he's not the most explosive athlete. And another factor is he's such a good passer that people are playing playing him not to finish. So he's left there, um, you know, hoping to create for others and he's forced to finish and he, he's struggling now. But a 6'4", strong dude like that who can get in the paint, um, I think he'll get better at that. I think he'll find his way. He didn't struggle this much last year. It's a really relatively short stretch of a career where he's struggling. Um, if he can find a way to be a, a more consistent fish, finisher, then then what's his weakness? You know, turns it over a little bit too much, sure. But I think he's a really good all-around player and a guy who I'm super happy to have here. Um, NY, <clears throat> some solid minutes. Stanley, I thought, played some solid minutes. I love the way he's able to play defense on the perimeter. So what we ask our big men to do, it wouldn't be my first choice, but that's what we do. And when it comes down to it, he's he's much better than Soriano uh, switching on the perimeter defensively. He boxes out well. He busts his ass today. He was two for three. He had that nice finish on the baseline. He had that nice tapping in the first half. Um, Coburn hit a three. Uh, had another nice uh, dunk on a break. Um He's not the best defender. He's not very comfortable with the ball unless he's shooting. But if he can find that niche where he is, uh, you know, comfortable at least 
taking a few threes a game and spreading out the defense and, and opening things up for others, I think he can be a real valuable asset because uh, Mathis is being defended less and less as the season goes on. And he does a, Mathis does a great job impacting the game on defense, on the boards, and other areas. Tonight he had four rebounds and four assists, even though he only had two points. Uh, there are times where we need to have a guy out there who can stretch the floor, uh, play another shooter um, either next to Posh or with Posh and with Sue Smith. We gave him some minutes tonight. I I thought he played pretty well aside from the fact that no shots fell. And it's easy to look at a stat line and say 0 for 3 from the field, 0 for 2 from 3, 0 for 1 from the line, no points. But and I thought he did some things well. Some of those drives to the basket, shots didn't fall. He was comfortable shooting the basketball. I thought he had a nice driving kick in the first half off a, uh, a nice sequence where Wasu drove and drove into the paint, kicked out to Smith. Smith then drove into the paint, kicked out to uh, Colburn, who had a three. Uh, gave us a, a big shot in the first half when Georgetown was uh, closing the gap a little bit when our the starters were getting a rest. And a lot of guys will point to that a moment in the first half where uh, we had uh, all five of the starters out. I think we had a nine-point lead when we took them all out. At least it was when uh, Posh and uh, Champ first took their seat. And Georgetown immediately, you know, Got it within four, I think, and I think it was seven points by the time Champ got back in. So it wasn't a huge difference in the score differential, but I'm sure guys are pointing to that as, you know, a not needed substitution. It's hard to say things like that. Are we taking into account uh, the effect those substitutions had later in the game when our starters were come we're coming back in the game well-rested and, and uh, ready to and push the lead further? Can we say for certain that that didn't have an effect? You know, I was saying to myself, I, I don't want – both Champ and Posh out of the game right now. We had a chance to push that nine-point lead to, you know, 11, 12, 13 right off the bat. Uh, we kind of stand still there for the next five minutes, but who knows what, what impact those subs have at later points in the game when our guys may be fresher than they would have been if we didn't have those subs early in the game. And, and you know, for better or for worse, Coach Anderson trusts his guys. He wants to have a deep team. Um, and tonight, 13-point win against uh, Seton Hall on the road in a similar situation, playing in a, one of these high school type gyms with students only. Similarly, we went real deep into the into the bench, pressed um, for the majority of the game, had a high uh, pace to the game, good tempo, and we were able to get double digit wins on the road. So there is something to be said about having these these uh, deep benches and you know having a, a deep rotation. Wouldn't it be my preference as a coach, but there are more than a few ways to skin a cat or whatever the hell they fucking say. Who's skinning cats, you know? Why is there have to be more than one way to skin a cat? That's what I really want to know. Um, some negatives, okay? It wasn't all perfect out there tonight. <clears throat> we did give up 77 points, but um, I thought the offensive rebounding in the first half especially was a weakness. Georgetown was getting to the paint, uh, getting inside uh, big bodies, inside the paint and taking advantage. They did have 13 offensive rebounds overall, though we did out-rebound them 44-40, to 40, so we are getting better as a rebounding team as the season goes. Um like I said about Posh and most of our guards are getting beat on the perimeter defensively and our bigs when they are forced to guard on the perimeter are not so much forced but asked to guard on the perimeter. Uh, that's where we get beat. And uh, tonight, uh, Georgetown was 9 for 24 from 3. So that's a pretty good number, 37.5%. It's not like they weren't hitting threes at a good clip. But um, <clears throat> if we're giving up threes because we're getting beat on the perimeter, that's, you know, that's, that's, an, that's an issue. And it's it's not because, um, you know, I don't think it's not because we have guards who aren't capable of keeping guys in front of them. It's because we're tr trying to be too aggressive at times. I know our system is predicated on pressure, but there there are some concessions you have to make when, when things aren't working. And that, and that could include 
um, a less aggressive defense in the half court, keeping your man in front of you and um, seeing how that pays out. Um, of course, Coach Anderson knows what he's doing as well, and he's going to do what he thinks is best for the team. Lastly, um, like I'm part of that, with the guards getting beat on perimeter, it's the biggest getting beat on switches. But um, it's getting better as the season goes on. I think Stanley's the best of the big men in terms of holding his own on that regard. And um, Soriano, I don't think he'll ever be great at it, but hopefully he can get better and better as the season goes. Positives, uh, the passing, the distribution. Um, tonight we had 21 assists on 35 baskets. That's a really good number. Only nine turnovers. It's a really good number, especially when we scored 90 points. A uh, bunch of guys got pretty good contributions on the assist side. Posh had six. Champ had four. Mathis had four. Wusu had three. Smith had three. Um, so a bunch of guys getting in there. And, of course, you can only get assists <clears throat> if the shots go in. So a lot of that is just people making shots tonight. But they go hand in hand. Uh, good ball movement. Good flow. I really did see in the second half a concerted effort to run some sets. I swear to God, we ran the flex on one possession. St. John's ran the flex offense on one possession. It's like they must have played Providence the last game or something. And ended up with a, uh, a posh uh, layup down the middle of the paint when the defense broke down. So we have seen more and more screens. We have seen more and more looks to get Champagny uh, free for some shots. Tonight there was that one example... Uh, Donnie Marshall was kind of exaggerating a little bit when he was saying it was an unbelievable uh, play design. I think they just ran Champ off a simple, you know, semi-curl screen top of the key. We hit him for a three. Wasn't even wide open. It was a pretty good look. But when shots go in, it's like, wow, look at that. No, you know, shots just go in or they don't sometimes. And uh, it is good to see some more and more uh, looks and some more and more attempts to get him, uh, the team, flowing in the half court. But everything looks better when shots go in. Um, I thought uh, the contributions from all four bigs tonight is another step in the right direction. Uh, there's some potential as, as a group there, I think. Soriano, as you know, the focal point in the paint, the five that kind of controls the interior offensively, he's a lot closer to being that than he is defensively. Wheeler, the versatile forward, he can score, he can pass he can handle he can rebound when he's playing really well he's proven to be a legitimate uh big east contributor and um you know most likely one of our four best players and the guy who's going to play 20 to 25 upwards of 25 plus minutes a game the rest of the season um and then ny and stanley both bring good energy i think they're both better defensively than they are offensively they both really work hard they know that they have to earn those minutes they play physical for their size. They both set screens. They both look, look to box out. They don't have the offensive potential as the other two guys. So a little bit of offensive defense there, but all four guys are showing they can uh, have contributions. And uh, I think they're all improving as the season's going on. And, um, you know, lastly, the biggest positive is just, again, where we started, Champagne getting going. 27 points, back in the groove. Uh, we're going to need him to keep scoring. Uh, keep being aggressive as we continue on with the season. We got Butler on the road in the next game. Uh, we definitely have some revenge on our minds. We blew, uh, well, I think, a 16-point lead there last year. Kind of ruined our momentum uh, that second half of the season. So we owe them big time. And uh, that's a team we should be planning on sweeping in the Big East. We got our first sweep tonight. Um, get that win. You're at 5-6 and six in the conference. Then you got those two huge home games at the Garden against UConn and Villanova. 
and it will be a lot different going into that two-game stretch beating Butler than it would be if we were to lose Butler and back to square one, all right? Um, the Providence loss was tough. You know, I don't really want to get into it too much. You know, everyone saw it, lived through it. It was tough. Felt like one of those games, like, no matter what, we were going to pull it out. Um, we were down, but we kept finding a way to score baskets, and it seemed like it was almost 17 games in one, and no matter what happened, we just couldn't get over the hump. Big threes late in the shot clock by Providence. Three times in particular, I believe, late threes at the end of the shot clock. Of course, Cooley gets a ton of credit. Was he drawing up plays on those three? I mean, that's nine points. Horkler had four threes. We were outscored by, I think, 24 points at the free throw line. And we lost a very close game against an 18-2 and Providence team. Really, really heartbreaking. I don't think you can sit there and say it was, uh, you know, a terrible coaching performance. We were put in a position to win that game. We didn't get it done. Doesn't mean I think he coached a perfect game. Doesn't mean I wasn't yelling at certain situations. Our execution at the end of that game was poor. Uh, Pashu played an absolute fantastic game. Brilliant game, almost, until those last minute and a half. couple costly turnovers late, and that's fine. We, we rode him that whole game, and I was willing to go down with his decision at the end. I just wish, I hope we learn from it. <clears throat> um, but... Season's not over yet. A lot, lot of, lot of ways to go to make it a successful season, but it's not over yet. And I'll be there each step of the way. I hope you guys continue to be there with me. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Follow on YouTube. Listen on the uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify. Give me a follow, um, a rate, a review. Tell me I suck. That's fine. Um, until next time, this has been Larry Wright. I am Pat Kane. Peace.